0: What I also understand is that we don't control access to fatherhood. We only can control access to like marriage, right, to the relationship.
1: Why are you running for president? Well, I'm running as an America First Mega guy, and we have an America First Mega guy <laughs> running, obviously. Uh, so the question is, what do you bring to the table? You say, Mega, Mega, okay. And the answer is, I bring a lot of issues to the table that I feel our side is not talking enough about, (laughs) if at all. For example, the number one social problem in America, by far, is the epidemic not of COVID, but of fatherlessness. 70% of black kids today enter the world without a father in the home, married to the mother, up from 25% back in 1965. Now 25% of white kids enter the world today without a father in the home, married to the mother. And the stats are clear. Even Barack Obama once cited them. If you're raised without a dad, you're five times more likely to be poor and commit crime, nine times more likely to drop out of school, and 20 times more likely to end up in jail. What's happened? In the mid-60s, with, I think, the best of intentions, a Democrat named Lyndon Johnson launched what he called the War on Poverty. And since then, we have incentivized women to marry the government and incentivized men to abandon their financial and moral responsibility. You know, when I say this to people, the pushback I get is, well, uh, there are lots of things that are going on, systemic racism, poverty. Uh, Here's the problem. If you look at a young black male age 10 to 43, that's young to me because I'm 71 years old, a young black man in that demo is 13 times more likely to be murdered than a young white man same demo. Young black man, real young, 19 and under the number one cause of preventable death is homicide. Almost always at the hands of another young black male. Uh, young, same demo for whites, the number one cause of preventable death is unintentional death. That includes drug overdoses, mm-hmm. automobile accidents, drownings, Uh, It's not until they get to number four that uh, death is the cause. In America, 60% of the shootings, the robberies, and the homicides are committed by black people, often against other black people. Of the homicides in this country, half of them are black victims, almost all killed by other blacks. Uh, How do you explain that uh, if it isn't for the absence of fathers? Are you prepared to say black (laughs) people are just genetically inclined to commit more crime? I doubt it. And the go-to reaction often is is poverty uh... and systemic racism here there's a problem nineteen forty when there was blatant racism this is before brown versus board of education before the civil rights act of sixty four kkk was still alive and well eighty seven percent of blacks lived under the poverty line now it's about fourteen percent you can't blame it on poverty you can't blame it on racism it is the breakdown of the nuclear intact family and neither side is talking about it the left doesn't talk about it because they caused it with the welfare state and our side does not talk about it because if you're white you'll be accused of dissing single moms who are heroically raising these kids or you'll be accused of being a racist or if you're black you'll be accused as i was by the la times of being the black face of white supremacy nobody's <laughs> talking about that i am
0: what are the reasons uh, you know if your statistics are right what are the reasons that you think fathers aren't in the home
1: As I said, it's because uh, in the mid-60s, Lyndon Johnson launched what he called the War on Poverty. In Charlemagne, literally, they sent social workers door-to-door in the inner city. I remember this. Mm -hmm. Advising women of the availability of welfare, provided there was no man in the house. It created an economic incentive for women to marry the government. Same thing with whites. In 1965, 8% of whites entered the world without a father in the home married to the mother. Now it's about 25%, also up threefold. Look at census data, 1910. 1920 1930 in places like Milwaukee Chicago uh, Philadelphia a young black kid was slightly more likely to be brought into a world with a father in the home married to the mother than a young white kid we have incentivized this kind of bad behavior and it's had a disproportionately bad effect on the black community
2: let's go
0: Problem with in America with fathers'ness, the reason why um, most males are lost, not just black, but white, anybody. And um, on the other side, do fathers want to be fathers?
3: You got that other video I sent to?
0: I finished uploading. I think we'll play yeah. it in, in the mix of everybody else playing. I bet.
3: All right, All right. So, <laughs> oh, y'all want to start there It's about to upload.
0: No, y'all go ahead. I'm, I'm still uploading, still processing. Let me, okay.
3: y'all keep on going. I'll okay. play the next one. <laughs> All right. I like, I like Charlemagne, bro. Because Charlemagne is a uh, a conversation. List. I like how he was able to like toggle that conversation. um and I like his book, Shook Ones," where he talks on anxiety. Just a plug for those who want a resource. That's a good book to read about anxiety. Um, as far as where Larry is laying Larry Elder? Larry Elder, yeah. I was laughing because uh, I could definitely see those responses that he was getting. <laughs> I could definitely see those responses he was getting. I agree with a lot of what he was saying, uh, but y'all know me—stats and not facts. Uh, but going off of the data that he probably was presented, I can see why he came to those conclusions on some of the stuff. But to the merit of the of what we came to discuss about the fatherlessness, I know first and foremost what I'm gonna say is shout out to all of you fathers that are out there who are actively in your child's lives shout out to every one of you y'all are important y'all are more important than what society tells you you are amazing
4: shine get, get your, your shine, shine on. on get your
2: shine on shout it yeah hey, so hey i put this on i put it on everywhere huh. yeah. cheeks <laughs> kneecaps Underarms, I got the vanilla right here.
0: Usually, hey, I got the um, I got the lavender one cause I, it, it helped me smell, sleep good. Cause I be sleeping like this, and yeah. I can smell it off my hands. I'm trying to tell you, feeling good. you going better rock with this. Right. It's that
2: vanilla. Yeah. Listen, man, we ain't being ashy no more. Oh, hygiene,
3: yeah. hygiene is important. Mm-hmm. You need to get your shine. It's hydrating. Mm-hmm. It's light.
4: It lasts all day. You don't gotta use a lot, and it's good from face to foot. Historically, I don't really use lotion and nothing like that because I'm like in a hybrid light skin <laughs> in between dark skin I'm coming, coming back from vacation yeah. coming back from vacation I'm a little sunburnt so I needed something to get me my skin back right because I'm feeling like a reptile right now. So I'ma get this baby going on when I get home. Oh
2: and hey look, you gotta shine on everybody. Shine this is on. hey look I got like four cases. I got yeah. a bunch of cases and I got a big jaw too. That's yeah. old school. Y'all don't even know about that. He don't even <laughs> got those no more. But look, I'm Excuse telling y'all, this shine is amazing. It help with eczema, you know, clear your skin up, all of that great stuff. So you don't want to miss out on this shine, man. Make sure y'all go get y'all a little bottle of this.
4: All natural ingredients.
2: Absolutely. Amen. Yep. Where you can find it? So you can find this at shinecareproducts.com.
3: Let them know that we sent you. Use the code FMF20, to get you a discount. Got to. Um i know it's not easy but keep your head up and and make it happen your presence is uh is your presence is pivotal your presence is pivotal you bring structure authority guidance in raising children i always uh create the difference between a woman who was raised with and without a father uh, a woman who was raised without a father is more easily assuaged, is more easily manipulated by the lies that men tell to get the draws uh, than it is a woman who was raised with the father. They clearly know the bullshit and this, that, you, that you're trying to bring, and it'd be a big difference. Um, that's just one factor. But we've also had meetings shout out to rebuilding men Shout out to Rebuilding Men, man. That's an amazing nonprofit my brother Paul here has created and it, it is steady on the incline and in the community and doing things that is amazing. Um, shout out to Rebuilding Men. We had a meeting, and it's a men's, another men's group. We had a meeting. And come the end of the discussion, we all realized that all of our issues <laughs> related back to, like, father. <laughs> it was father issues, you know what I'm saying? Like, whether the father was there or not there. When he was there, and when he was, was he abusive? Was he, you know, productive? Was What was the image? What, what happened? Was he too strict, a disciplinarian? All of that stuff. Like, and the father... Play so much of the roles, like everybody in the room was like, Yeah, we're gonna love moms, that's you know, that's automatic. But dad, yeah. <laughs> dad, like, I'm about to fight this, nigga.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah get that unconditional love automatically. You know. yeah. <laughs> uh, but I,
3: I, I'm gonna give more of my spill later on when we got the other video uploaded and everything. I would like to i uh, already applauded the fathers but let me applaud the fathers on this platform right now mr paul d barry and mr terrence blackwell both our fathers and terrence is a new father he just had a child so big shout out to you my man that is uh, that is huge man i think it's beautiful you yeah, yeah. Serves your the purpose, the right? Life, sleep,
4: yo. you the know what I mean. Sleep over here. <laughs> 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 Paul, too. Paul, those no. Come on, Paul. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm fuckin'
3: y'all. You know what I'm uh, and y'all don't have to do it alone. You know, what I'm saying? that's what the community is for. It takes a village. They know that, but I want to—I uh, want to throw the baton to y'all, man. Uh, as fathers, what? How do y'all feel about the? Oh, you want something to say, Keith?
4: It's the question: Do do men want to be fathers or not? That's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Okay. Quick,
2: quick, quick, quick question. Go Dude, we got a, we got another
3: video. We about to get it pull up. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Okay. All right. I want to I want to reserve my full answer to after <laughs> the next
1: video, too.
4: OK, I'm, I'm going to get my spiel now. there. I think I think most of us want to be fathers. I think the main issue is we don't we don't plan it. We don't plan it mm-hmm. correctly. We just, you know, we fall in love or just get consumed in the happiness of our woman, that are happy wife or happy girl, happy life, lifestyle. We just don't plan it. We just, you know. We just let it like oh, life happens sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I I don't think that's an excuse. You know, in in my experience, you know, I know we I was part of that group. Trey was talking about talking about our issues stemming from our fathers and my father, which I learned, you know he he had you know three boys, but he had it at the time where he just wasn't ready to be a father. And I found that out through the statements he made in his criminal record. Mm-hmm. But I just think we don't take the time to plan it out. We don't talk. Have those conversations with our significant other about the financial plan and what it's going to take to raise a child outside of, you know, the love and, you know, all that other good stuff that sounds good in fairy tales and whatnot. I think we just don't have those conversations and plan to be fathered, you
0: know, adequately. Mm.
3: That's why you can't have community without communicating.
0: I'm going to go down too. um, so, so yes. Thank you. Thank you. Tri. I just had a, a a little girl. She is, uh, Yeah. um, yeah, man. I love it, man. I love being a dad. I love being able to, you know, just, just, just give that love to, to another person. I love my wife more because of it was just crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's, it's beautiful. Absolutely. I, I grew up with a dad, you know, so, um, my dad passed, but he was in my life and we were good friends. He was a good dad, you know, so I have a different perspective. Um, I think men essentially do want to be fathers. That, that is my, my core answer.
2: Yo, what's up FMF Mob, what's good, yo? Hey, I want to thank y'all for all the subscribers that we got we clicked over 100 subscribers, but we looking man We need more support. So y'all make sure y'all hit that subscribe button at the bottom Make sure you like the uh, videos and keep showing us support. Y'all take care
0: What I also understand is that we don't control access to fatherhood We only can control access to like marriage right? right to the relationships so, if a woman decides that you know she's ready to have a child, guess what? If if, if that happens and she gets pregnant, she's keeping it. You know, you don't have a decision in that. So, can you imagine that scenario where you meet a girl for the first night, right? You you like her kind of does. She was cool, whatever, right? Y'all had sex. She got pregnant. And now you're like, man, like I don't even know this girl. No, I don't want to have this kid, but she doesn't want to get rid of the kid.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you, you, it's nothing you, you, it's nothing you can do. You're forced to be a, a father at that point. Now you guys are not even going to be on the same page. Now you're going to go through the system. You're going to be on child support immediately, right? Mm-hmm. Now, now that there's there's bitterness because you met somebody you didn't want to have a child by. They went against your wishes to have the ch- to have the child. You're forced, you now. if you're not in that child's life, now you're a deadbeat father. Mm-hmm. You have to pay child support, and you may not even have access to that child. Mm-hmm. So the system kind of sucks. You know, if if, if we go right now, if there's a situation where I think me and Paul are the only fathers, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But if something happened and we had to go through the court system, it's always going to be more favorable for the women. No matter if 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 she was not a great mother or whatever, it's always gonna be more favorable in, in that perspective. So I think, I, I think I think essentially we do want to be fathers, but we're also in a system that's not necessarily designed in our favor, and a lot of times we're not even mature enough to sit down with the mother of the child and you know have that conversation. Like, look. Let's work something out. We don't have to go through the system, the court system. You know, let, let's work out visitation. Let's work out whatever support looks like. I think if we were able to have more mature conversations like that, I think more men would be more open to, you know, being fathers and fostering better relationships with the children. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's my answer.
3: When do you have that conversation? Well.
0: I think, Honestly, I mean, you, it should be a a, a a very early conversation first off mm-hmm. like i believe in like when i met my wife um i was at a different place i'm, I'm gonna be honest and this is public knowledge i've we've had this conversation with my wife with my wife so i feel comfortable saying it yeah. when, I, when i met my <laughs> wife i was dealing with somebody else mm-hmm. and i was also like heavily i'm gonna say single right so <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, so with that being stated like i, I knew like I was at a place where I was like, man, like, I'm just, I'm tired of dealing with so many different females. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, all right, the next female that I meet, my intentions is to cut everything off and get married. So when I met, when I met my wife, the conversations that we were having was, listen, um, I'm attracted to you, but I want to get married. Like, this is, this is my intention. So Mm -hmm. you're not on this. I don't even want to date you If, if we can't get married, then then I'm 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 looking for somebody else, because I was I was that, was that was that was that was my mindset. Yeah. So, when we first started talking, the questions that I was I was asking was those questions. How do you feel about kids? How do you feel about you know how 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 are you with money? What's your relationship with your mm. dad? What's your mm. Relationship with your mom? Right? <laughs> mm. w- were you abused? Like, because these are things I need to know because. If I'm going to make a decision to say, like, I'm going to spend the rest of my life with you, I I need to understand how you operate so that I can make an investment into you. Right. In a business deal, you know, if you were to acquire a company, there's a there's a period where you go in and you look at it's called due diligence. You look at the the books of the business, you look at the bones of the business. So you can tell um, if this is a business is profitable or is it going through a trend within their within the industry? Mm-hmm. And then you have other people that will also come in, you have a, um, a business broker, you have a lawyer that will come in and they will assess the deal before you make a decision to acquire that company. It's the same way that we have to look at relationships. We are acquiring, and I don't mean that from a liberal perspective, but we are acquiring the services of someone else and, and we're bringing them on to our, you know, incorporating them into our team. So we have to do the same thing to make sure that we're bringing somebody on that fits into what we're trying to do in the future. And I think a lot of times like we just we meet women and I'll speak for myself, you know, what I, what I used to do. I would meet women just from a physical perspective, you know, mm-hmm. you know if they look good, you know, whatever, you know, how they how they, the body and all that. Mm-hmm. But not understanding that what's more important is can we have a conversation? Like can Come I talk on, to man. you about this man. idea that I have to, mm. to build? You know, can I can can we can we discuss finances? Can we um, discuss stocks? Can we can we talk about what's really happening in in, in the world? You know, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying. If we can't have those conversations, then what are we? What are we? Are we, are we only going to talk about what's for dinner? Um uh, no, I'm good. I don't want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Right. So <laughs> I, 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 think, I think you know we have to like we got to be like we got we got to. I think as men we have to like make better decisions on our next step we gotta really plan out I, like like we're talking about in, in the first conversations we gotta have a strategy in everything that we're doing and it's the awesome. same thing with, with the relationships what's the purpose of this relationship is Thank this going to be is this a good seed and if it's not a good seed then like don't water it because if you want uh. seed is going to grow
3: <laughs> that's it but they taking power Is he said <laughs> Don't waste time on people, bro. <laughs> Don't be yeah, wasting time on people. We'll, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and
2: talk because uh, I got the video
3: ready, people.
2: too. Um, but I, I want to piggyback um, on what Terrence was saying. Um, the thing that I realize is anytime you have sex, the opportunity presents itself and mm. the reason why i learned that is the first time i had sex with a woman i got her pregnant are oh, you still here you ain't subscribed yet hit that button my man hit that button subscribe you know mm. what I'm saying? And that, that was a whole different thing you know what i'm saying because nobody really taught them educated me on the do's and the don'ts you know what i'm yeah. saying like you just kind of just figuring it out and the, and the thing is i had my dad around but my dad was so busy working that it was a lot of stuff I had to still learn on the fly. Being the Mm -hmm. oldest and nobody really around my age running shooting man, I was just figuring stuff out. So what I realized in that moment, like, compared to a lot of other guys, man, I probably don't got as many women because I understood the seriousness of sex early. And so I think that helped me out, realize that, you know what, I do have some control over it. I could just not do it. And then until yeah, I got man. found a person that and this is a thought that really come through my mind when I deal with a woman is do I think I can at least have a good co-parenting relationship with this woman before I even do it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. with me and the, the fellas will tell you with, with for me, um, they be like, yo, Paul talk all the time. He talked to everybody. And then mm-hmm. when it comes to any woman that I'm dealing with, I'm going a, I'm to a talk your head off because like Terrence said, man, I'm trying to get to know how what's your inner workings look like. And yeah. to be for real, a lot of women really like that. They they want Absolutely. to know that you're taking an interest in them and that you want to get uh, understanding and, and and learn these valuable things. And they learn learning valuable things about you to see if y'all, even if it's just like a little hit and run thing, I just want to make sure we on the same page if it is a hit and run. And you... <laughs> you're not going to switch up. They always got the option to switch up. But if you really talk to them and you don't, and I think we we get so impulsive with our decision-making, mm-hmm. over time, they have to expose who they are, just like you're going to expose who they are. That's one thing, um, yeah. you know, like I, I I try to talk to my fellas about it. It's like, yo, don't be in a rush to, to do nothing with them because you don't even know them. Right. You don't even know them. You know what I'm saying? Anybody can tell you anything at the beginning, but yeah. their actions is going to show you over time is it really about what they saying? Mm. And um, I think with the with the fatherlessness, to kind of touch on, uh, uh, do fathers really wanna be fathers? Uh, I had talked about this and I think I brought the subject up like a while ago.
1: Yeah. I
2: think, it's, it, and it's not an attack on, on our fathers out there. I think a lot of times we just don't know anything. Um, I think a lot of fathers think just providing is being a father. And they don't understand that um, it's other aspects that come with being a father that contributes to the development of your child. So I, hear a lot of, I hear a lot of guys talking about, yo, like, I just want the stay-at-home wife, so she take care of the kids and I'll be all provider. Well, it's your job, too, to take care of the kids, too. You know what I'm saying? It's your <laughs> yeah. job to spend time with them. It's your job to teach them lessons that, especially a young man, that mm. mom can't teach them. You know what I'm saying? You got to be active in their life. You got to talk these things. And I'm saying this, I got, I got an amazing father. You know what I'm saying? So right. it's not an attack on him or anything, man. He did the best he could because his dad wasn't around. And I understand that. But a lot of stuff I had to learn on my own <laughs> because we never had that dialogue. We never really connected on that level where I could ask him about, like, I really talked to him about girls. You know what I'm saying? I can talk to them about puberty. Like, yo, man, what's these crazy-ass feelings? Blue balls. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't talk <laughs> to my dad about a lot of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? I talked to my, my homeboys, people that's my age that's learning the same way I'm learning. And that's not, that's not great guidance, you know? So yeah. I think when I think about do fathers want to be fathers, I'm like, do you want to be a provider or do you really want to be a father? Do you want to be active in your child life other than just, you know, taking care of the bare necessities. Are you going to go out there? you going to work with your children. You're going to sit down and have real conversations with them so they don't got to figure out life on their own. And it's the first step is providing, you know what I'm saying? So all my fathers out there that are providing, that's doing those uh, steps, man, shout out to y'all because there's a lot of fathers that's doing nothing. So mm-hmm. I want to make sure I shout out anybody that's doing something that's contributing to their child life. But you got to understand this is a little person that's growing up too. And just like we going through stuff, they going through stuff and they learn it and we got so much guidance that we could instill on them to to help them avoid a lot of the pitfalls. Like when I really had conversations with my mom and dad, they went through the same stuff I went through. Yeah. The exact same stuff. When I got older and I started opening up to them a little bit more, just tell them a little bit more about me and what I went through. They was like, man, I went through the same stuff. We never had no conversation. Yeah. Had, I'm like, dang, yo! If you would have told me this, maybe I could have avoided all of this. You know <laughs> what I'm and I think that's the part that I like to hone in on, and especially shout out to Trey for it, shout out Rebuilding Men. But with Rebuilding Men, I'm trying to get back to that point of like us as a man it's more than just providing. Yes. It's about guidance, discipline, yes, um, yes, all of these other things that that go into being a father and creating the best human you possibly can. We gonna do some shit that's gonna fuck up our kids. Like we not, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we not sitting here trying to be perfect. But the goal is, man, sit down, talk to your kids, man. Instill whatever qualities that you wanna instill in them. And instead of just pushing it off for the school to teach them or the mom to teach them or whatever like that, mm. I'm, I'm divorced from my ex-wife and I have a daughter. So her mom is teaching her something there. But if I want to counteract that, I spend more time teaching her the things I want to teach her. So hopefully it seep into her mind what I want, the the principles and the morals and stuff that I want. And, and shout out to my daughter's mom. We, we got a really good co-parenting relationship. We have to work a lot on it. But mm-hmm. we, we, on the, we see eye to eye on a lot of stuff. But it's some things I just want to instill in my daughter that I feel like is going to benefit her for the long run. And when it comes to being a father, man, I, I think one of the things we really got to hone on and get back to, because when I think about my grandfather, my grandfather was always talking to me about something. I was I was attached to my grandparents' hips. You know what mm. I'm saying? Like, And I know it's tough. And man, I know it's tough, man. We out here trying to build businesses. We out here working nine, 10, 11 hours, but we doing it for our family. And mm. one of the things I realized is I got so caught up in the, the grind of working I forgot to pour into my family. I forgot to pour into my daughter. And right. I saw, I see the difference from, cause my daughter's eight now. I see the difference from when my daughter was a little child and her relationship with me, to now that I'm spending more time and, and you know, doing these things and and connecting with her on a different level. The, the relationship has really grown since then. So I know it's a lot to put on us, but we can shoulder it. You know, we gotta work, we gotta provide. That is the basics. But the other part that we got to get to is making sure that we also implementing and giving guidance and shout out to Trey, because Trey always talking about this. Um, can't have community without communication. We got to get back to having Absolutely. a community of men. You know what I'm saying? Because it's no telling mm. we might not be here tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Like right. I, I I wake up every day thankful because I know it's a possibility that I couldn't be here. And so, mm-hmm. I like to have a good all these fellas on here, man. I know if something was to happen to me, they'll look they'll look after my daughter. You know what I'm saying? That's what we gotta also. get back to is that community, man. Cause it's, it's a lot on just the parents. It's that the community include the grandparents, include <clears throat> friends, godparents, yes. you know, all of these yes. people, man. So it's it's great to provide. And shout out to all my fathers out there providing that's you know, paying their child support and stuff like that. But to really elevate it up, man, and to really create that bond and, and create that human that is an image of yourself. It come to, you know, that conversation and really talking and, and guiding our kids other than just providing for them.
3: Right. Come on, Paul, the preacher, that's the apostle Paul, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it, bro. That's what I'm talking about, man. Um, I definitely <laughs> believe fathers want to be fathers and, um, uh, when Mr. Blackwell was speaking, I had some questions. Uh, but, G, you got the other video? Y'all want to play the other video? Might as well. All right, go ahead and play that other video before we continue. And Again, shout out to all the fathers out there, man. If you're making that effort, a genuine, true effort to be the best father you can be, And you're doing an amazing thing, it's not a small feat at all. So, I I applaud y'all. I'm just putting it into practice
4: right now. <laughs> while we're we waiting on the video i just want to encourage the fellas like you ain't ready to be a father work on your withdrawal game man. like do some push-ups work on your cobra <laughs> do your kegels man like get out of there, Eagles, bro. Get Eagles, out of there. Eagles, bro. you only got that point to make a life altering decision, man get out of there And don't feel that good <laughs> man
3: Delayed gratification, right? <laughs> 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 That's what I was going to ask. Is how do you, each one of y'all had came to a pivotal moment? Like Mr. Blackwell, you say you was single. Uh, what what was it that made you like, nah? I I want to marry. You know, I want to marry. I want to raise a child. I want that. Like, what 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 switched for you? Uh,
2: I I can speak for me. Um, that's all I seen. My my parents are married and everything like that. So that's why what what they're talking about far as keeping the the, the father and the mother together, man, that is still something in the child that they mm-hmm. see growing up. Like I, all I knew was like marriage. You know what I'm saying? Like I always knew I wanted a, a wife and I always knew I wanted children. And my yeah. my experience, my experience mm-hmm. with my first time made me even more cautious and more deliberate about my actions and realizing like, yo, like, I don't even need to be doing nothing with somebody if I can't even relate to them on a certain level. Yeah. If I can't get to this certain level with you, I don't you know, I don't even maneuver like that. And especially now in my later years, I'm even more stingy since my divorce. <laughs> I'm like, nah man, I ain't changing this with anything. It was a little period I, I wild out a little bit. But uh <laughs> but I always knew the seriousness and I always knew the consequences of my actions. If I stick it in, it's a chance, you know what I'm saying? And I don't got nobody to blame, but myself at the end of the day, whatever happened from there. So, um, I would say just growing up, seeing my, my family together and just seeing marriage all around me. And then that experience made me be like, you know what? I don't even need to maneuver in a certain way. If I don't have a certain basic relationship with a woman,
3: but did that make you did your first experience and that it's a pretty big shock i mean i think that i can speak for myself that's one of the reasons why i was hesitant on having my first time because i was like oh, that's a possibility and i know i ain't ready you know i'm a teenager that's when what it was for me uh with that experience
0: man